on Fleet FM and the Power Talkers Radio Show. Good night. <laughs> 
Sally is sold Found it hard to ring her next day She thought I want to call it a day Sometimes I feel like an audition And she's got the script She is a cause I am a When I finally called, she hung up right away Tried and tried to get through But there's no answer, wish she knew That sometimes I need to back to be free She listens to rights, she is the cause I am Tiny Town. You're listening to Fleet FM and you're listening to the Power to Records radio show. This time we're doing the Beers on 45 and my special guest this week is uh, Daniel Mignetto. Hello. G'day Danny. Before that we had Solid Gold Hell doing Sugar Bag. And uh, so, so today the idea with Beers on 45 is that what we do is we play 45s only and um, we talk shit in between. And um, yeah. Next track up is The Puddle and the song called Thursday. Thursday, it's Thursday, it's Thursday, it's funny going 
2016 was rather brutal in the music community. You are listening to the Power to Riggers radio show. And one of, we lost someone last year as well. We lost um, one of our own, Mark Ely. Uh, he released probably, I think, about eight, eight albums and EPs. The period of years, he was with Power Tool. And um, sadly, he passed away last year also. I'm going to play a track by him next. Um, so we recorded back in 1986. Off an EP, or single, that came out called Poetical License. And the track I've chosen is a song called Room 101.
mind one and confinements of room 101 His mind one and confinements of room 1986 at Lab Studios, Auckland's very own studio. Yeah, he passed away last year, totally unexpected. I was just basically getting into his music because Andrew's had him on his label for ages, and it's like, oh my god. And 2016 was a pretty bad year, lost lots of people. It's kind of weird too because he just, um, it wasn't any cause of death, he just went to, went to sleep and didn't wake up. Yeah, in his armchair. Because he never slept in a bed, yeah. so at least he was comfortable. <laughs> yeah, well, at least he didn't suffer. I hope. <laughs> he probably had a beer in his left hand. No, Mark, very likely. Piece of fried chicken in his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got queued up for us next, Eddie? <clears throat> okay, we've got. Uh, well, everyone knows this one. Thank God, these guys are still going. Every single one of them is still alive and healthy. They're all vegetarian, as far as I know. Um, which might. Straight edge. Might, might account for, yeah, totally straight edge punk. Might account for why um, they're still going strong.
those grim details Elevate me to a point where I might eat human flesh of bone Stairway to Heaven, Highway to Hell. That is, um, of course, King Loser, who probably lived a complete opposite lifestyle to the clean. <laughs> yeah. You're not vegetarian at all. No, not at all. In fact, actually, Celia makes a really mean curry. Yep. Was taught her by her father, maybe? Or maybe she's got, like, um, other family here. I don't know. But, yeah, she's great. Great cook. They're still going strong. You might have caught one of the shows late yep. last year. And um, what are their comeback shows? Not really comebacks. They never really went away. It was just an accident. They never really broke up. They just kind of... They just had a weekend break and then the weekend turned into 17 years. That's right. <laughs> That's basically it. So, yeah. What are we going to play now? Let's see. Oh, a friend of mine, Natasha from England, who wrote the song about me and I always thought it was very sweet. Uh, so, I'll drop it in. If it starts, thanks for the time, Natasha.
from the next track which is Snapper
didn't lose Peter last year. We lost him, what, the year before, I think? But yeah. That was a massive, massive, massive loss. Not just for New Zealand, I reckon the world. I mean, Peter was just exceptional. He was in so many good bands. He was in Nearly Clean. He was in The Great Unwashed. The Chills. And The Chills. Before they became The Chills, he was in The Wrinkle in Time. And he was an amazing musician. I remember seeing Snapper for one year when they first started playing in Dunedin in the 80s. And just thinking, oh yeah, these guys are kind of cool, and all of a sudden they clicked, and they were lucky to have, you know, like Dominic Stones in the band and Christine Voice, and Alan Haig, who's one of my drum heroes, and all of a sudden when they clicked, it was like the only band I remember that would get Dunedin audiences, student, arty, farty, bloody audiences, up and dancing. In fact, people would stand up. As soon as the band before Snapper had played, people would stand up, ready for Snapper to come on stage and just basically like dance their little hearts off. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, massive loss. And of course there's a tie in there with Celia and Chris from King Loser because they were Snapper for a while. Celia was on keyboards, Chris was on guitar, and I think they might have had Mike Dooley on drums who was of course the original Toy Love drummer, enemy drummer. But yeah. So quite a bit few tie-ins there. Um, the track before that was Matthew Backhouse. Matthew Backhouse, of course, um, was in The Dead Souls and Joe Dowd as well. Uh, of course, uh, a power to artist. Um, coming up next, I have a track from The Stridulators. Remember them, Stan? Remember them, Danny? Yeah. We love 45s. You love 45s, don't you, Andrew? I love 45s. We all listen to Beers on 45 on the Power to Records radio show. And um, hope you like this track.
man like me has a tendency to run away and hide. And it's a sad, sad day when you're on your way. And your vision's blocked while your eyes are open wide. Was the stridulators? Remember them? I kind of do. They did. Oh, come on, what the hell? Okay, uh, <laughs> like we were saying, forty fives. I I still maintain for anyone who's out there who uh, is who makes music. I still maintain the best format for music. If you want to release stuff, as you release a forty five, you do. A 45 a month so all you need to do is record two songs a month and then at the end of the year just before christmas and you could start now this year it's january so get one out before the end of january just before christmas you collect all those 45s together you put maybe another three or four extra songs you take three or four b-sides out so that those 45s all become collectible and you release an album every year just made up of 45s I think it's theory. It sounds like a great idea, it's but in practice, it's, so uh, it's a bit, a bit more difficult. Yeah, his vinyl costs so much. But I don't know. Somebody needs to. If anyone's listening out there, somebody needs to bring in more pressing plants, uh, more pressing well, machines to New Zealand. Well, we do have. We, of course, we do have the um, Peter Peter King lathe cut down there in Ashburton, and you know he's, he's doing a roaring trade because um, because there's a demand for it. But you know, it's um, it's kind of cool. I like it. We're going to start doing lots of um, lathe cuts this year. In fact, we've got one coming up next, um, later this month. We're doing a pre-order on them already. It's for Jordan Rain's new Best Off album. And that will, um, I might, might play my track from Jordan a bit later on in the show. And there's a surprise in the pipeline later on this year for anyone who likes Jordan Rain and likes movies, but we can't tell you what it is because it's a top secret. No, we can now because it's, um, it got released yesterday. Can we? <laughs> oh, my God. She is. Shall we tell her? Tell okay, us? let's tell them. Okay, but basically, um, sit down, everyone. She's singing on the new Resident Evil um, soundtrack, which the the lead song. It's her voice on it. So we'll play. We'll play a track from her very, very soon. Um, I don't have that particular track because it's only just been released. 
Top yep. secret. And <laughs> up next, we've got another loss, not from last year, but I think the Alan Vega died in 2015, maybe 2014. But he was another massive loss because the band that he was in, the duo that he was in with Martin Rev, Alan Vega and Martin Rev Suicide, was possibly the most influential band of the 70s, maybe notwithstanding Big Star, but they were just massively influential. And this is on a 12-inch single, but it's actually not on 45, I just suddenly realised. It's on 33, but oh well, what the hell, who cares?
pass those dreams that keep you free, baby Yeah, you gotta make them dreams come true Oh, keep them dreams burning, baby Yeah, yeah, keep them dreams burning forever Oh, dream, baby, dream, baby Drink as much as he wanted because it was his damn bar, and he and he just hand us drinks. I used to love playing there because we we we'd get munted because he give us free drinks on night. Oh, I like your band here. Have have a beer. Have another seventeen. It's like what? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Not even a beer drink. Oh, we'll have some absinthe as well. Have some vodka here. Here's a whiskey. Oh, God. Yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Those were the days. The ambassador bar had lots of good times there. Um, you'll listen to BS on 45 on the Power Talkers radio show. The next track I've queued up is The Rainy Days. Remember The Rainy Days, Danny? Yeah. David Graham. Yep. David the Graham. exceptionally gifted and talented lunatic. <laughs> he, he called him a lunatic? I guess he was a bit odd. He was a bit odd. He's not totally loony. He's not dangerous loony. Interesting to talk to. Amazing musically. Amazing musical head. Yeah. And one of them, I guess, the, um, involved very heavily in the whole frisbee scene. 
Remember the Frisbee scene? Oh, uh, Frisbee. He's still going. He's a legend. He's Chris a Bob <laughs> legendary Bob Frisbee. Bob, Bob is also another person that if you ever get the chance, you want to sit down and talk to somebody interesting who's just going to basically just open your head up to new things, Bob Frisbee. Holy crap. That guy. He's odd as well. Odd Bob Frisbee. <laughs> and his gaggle of kids. <laughs> gaggle of kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Rainy Days. One of them. Here we go. Oh, also in The Rainy Days was... um. The guy, the D4, what's his name? Dion. Dion, Dion, who's now in um, some band in New York. I can't remember those, those guys. I can't remember what they're called now. You got, your kids are no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the rainy days. I'm in the devil's shed. Free TFM. Just got that one in time. Shiny 
impact I knew um, all those guys, Jean-Paul Sartre experience, they were massively influential to me as well, just watching them play live in 86, 87, and then the first EP coming out, and it just sounded like nothing else in New Zealand or overseas, and they were just such a tight band. And uh, on Thursday, I went out to Murawai, which is where Jim had been living for years, and um, his partner, Caroline, who I've known for years as well, celebrated Jim's would have been 53rd birthday. It was really great. I caught up with Gary Sullivan, of course, who was the drummer in JPSE, who was like one of my favorite drummers of all time, and Dave Yetton, the other, uh, the other member, one of the other members of JPSE was there. Dave Mulcahy, unfortunately, isn't able to basically make things in Auckland because he's living in Christchurch doing <coughs> the wonderful thing of basically taking care of his mum and he has, has been doing that for three years it's like repaying the favour I guess but yeah it was nice seeing Dave and Gary again and what an absolute pisser that Jim died I mean just you know completely out of the blue his, his family is still reeling I think Caroline and the three daughters and I'm still re I still can't believe it it's ridiculous it was quite quite sudden wasn't it, it was just like he went out for a run and just you know not even a run he, w he went out for his constitutional morning walk and just collapsed and he was like so 52 he, he or 52. something incredible he just turned 52 so look after yourself out there folk um, of course JPSE were from Christchurch um, so I'm going to follow that with a, another Christchurch band a band called Vacuum you remember Vacuum Danny? It rings a bell. I think I use it every weekend. <laughs> okay, well, Vacuum was the original band that w the Builder Inn was in. His, before the Builders was Vacuum. And other members of the Vacuum, of course, were Stephen Kogel and Peter Stapleton, who now, of course, are in the Terminals. And so, yeah, um, kind of a super group when you think about it. But this is before they even came with the bands that are known these days. Right, this song is um, called Accident. Or oh, can I just mention before you do that, I like Rain, I, I was loath to play that, but it's the only single I have of JPSC because Jim never really liked that song. To him it was kind of like a fun, jokey song, but for some reason it became like this thing that crowds were like, play I Like Rain! And Jim was always like, really? All the other stuff that I've well, got that is so much better. It was a popular song. It, it was. A, was. A really good, really good video. You see the video? Really yeah, great, too. great. Anyway, we're going to play Vacuum now. Uh, of course, the legendary Builderine. He will be playing in Auckland mid-year um, at UFO so definitely check that out when it happens of course UFO is our venue out there in New Lynn and 10 Drury Street 10 now. Drury Street the new place yeah the new amazing place yep the best UFO ever anyway wooden floorboards <laughs> high ceiling yeah. okay this song's called Accident I think I've cued it kind of it's coming I used to play, I used to play drums the builders. We used to play this song. Here it comes, pretty low fire.
crazy because it kind of sounds wrong speed. I know we're doing beers on 45, but I think that's actually 33. So we're just going to take it back a step, change it to 33. I know it's beers on 45, but this time it's a 33 track. Um, accident. Okay, that doesn't sound like chipmunks anymore, thank God. Recorded in 1978 in their practice room. It was really low fun.
And the weird thing about that single is that it's a, it literally sold out like, within hours of being released. I got my copy, I was very, very lucky to get my copy, but yeah, it's incredibly lo fi. That and was it's, a, it's basically, it's because they had no option. I like, you know, I quite like, well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about sort of like people that, that make it their choice to be lo-fi. Like they, they have uh, the money to basically afford a, an okay computer uh, and a microphone, but they choose to do things like uh, record in a way that you didn't have a choice but to record when you were in the 70s. For example, that was probably recorded on a ghetto blaster with one of those little condenser mics, it, was it sounds like, which is what Daniel Johnston used to use in the early se in the but late 70s, you, you early you could, 80s. You, you could, I think they were quite poor at the time. And it was 1978, so you know it was, yeah. was recorded live in their practice room. Probably and in it, one of those machines. And Bob Scott used to do that as well from 1976 with Electric Blood before he joined the clean. He had a band with his little brother who was 11 at the time. Bob was 14, and he started recording on a ghetto blaster. If you're interested in um, any of this uh, old New Zealand stuff, check out Electric Blood. There's some really, really great stuff out there. And some of it has actually been released on CD, I think. Or you can contact Bob. He'll probably... In fact, we've got, we've got some Electric Blood 45s at our shop at Alien Records at 10 Jury Street. Oh, hey! Yeah, did you know that? No. And we're keeping you on probably want one, Danny. You probably yeah. should go buy one. I'm probably on it. <laughs> I was on one of, one of their albums when uh, their because it was a, a group of four friends: Bob and his brother Andrew, who I used to play in a band with in Dunedin, and a couple of neighbourhood friends. And they were playing football one day and kicked a ball through a church window. And being nice Mosgiel lads, they went and knocked on the door and said, "We've we've broken your window. We're so sorry." Because usually people would just run away and go, ah, oh, fuck off, fuck, screw that, I'm not, I'm not paying for shit. But these kids were like, you know, honest little Mosgiel boys. We've broken your window, we're sorry, Mr. Pastor, sir, we'll pay for it. And they decided to form a band and start playing live and make money by playing at their friends' birthday parties. But, you know, having said that, Bob, what was incredibly prolific, he started recording lots of stuff and released them. Yeah, and um, were they tapes or were they? Tape he started. Records? He started basically releasing tapes uh, and and coupling them with. He started making his own fanzine comics. So he would write stuff, and uh, it was called EST. Every secret thing. He was amazing. Bob is amazing. When I did, when I got roped in to play drums on that album, he had notebooks where he just basically writes his songs. And he was. I think by that time, this was in 1986, by that time he was like on notebook number 19 and they're all full, every single page is a song. And I think somebody asked him, around then, well, how many songs have you written? And he said, oh, I don't know, probably about 1,200. And this is in 1986, 87. I mean, he just He's incredibly prolific. Oh, yeah, and he's an artist, he's, he does cartoons, posters, he's like... Paintings? Yeah, one of the busiest little bees and such a cool guy as well. So so much fun to and talk to. Yeah, super nice as well. Yeah. So what do you got lined up for us? We're still on, funnily enough, we're still on the Christchurch kick. This is um, a band that wasn't part of the Flying Nun sort of contingent of Christchurch in the 80s, but they still had a small impact with, with this track. It's called Paint the Town Red by the New Tones. And this is actually a little seven-inch single, but it's on 33 as well, so they could fit two songs per side. Thank <laughs> you. 
Do you know anything about that band, the New Tones? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I know that it was recorded by uh, it was recorded uh, by Ernie Van Bussel, who was because it says on the single, but it doesn't have the names of who wrote the songs or who plays on who is the New Tones. If anyone has any information, that'd be great. I wonder what they're up to now. Did they do it, go on to do anything else? Who knows? I, no, who I have knows? no idea. The track I've lined up next is, is a band called The Bongos. Remember them? The Bongos, yeah. Well, The Bongos were an Auckland band. and um, What? I thought they were Jamaican. No, they're from Lee Auckland. Scratch Perry produced them. No. Oh, it's, no, that's the Congos. The song is going to... I picked this called Falling. And it's funny because the price is still on the um, actual record. And it's $2.24. $2.24. Back in 1982. And they went to New York. That's right. And they did, they did all that busking and stuff in New York. Was that The Bongos? No, that was someone else. Okay. I remember one time we had um, we did a show a kaleidoscope well over, over in the Masonic, and um, and this young band was playing and this old guy comes up to me and goes oh I used to be in a band back in the eighties I said what was the band real band I, said, I was in the bongos I said oh my god I was in the you were in the bongos <laughs> and um, his son was playing in um, the band that was playing the kaleidoscope which I thought was quite funny anyway this song's got falling see see if you remember it Danny oh. wrong speed again forty five. Yeah. 
chat about how uh, the synthesizer there definitely is like I know I recognize that synthesizer from Devo's first album. Are we not men? We are Devo. There's that, and there's somebody doing industrial stuff, which is like what I guess ended up like SPK and Test Department, the sort of '80s industrial music explosion that you had in England. And the drum, that, that drum line was straight out of can. It was hilarious. And we're going to leave New Zealand for a little while. Uh, and once again, mentioning King Loser, uh, the shows that they did, the tour that they did, was filmed by Andy Moore. Again, an absolute legend in New Zealand music, not just for the music that he makes, because he's been in lots of great bands, and is a great songwriter, but he's a fantastic videographer. He makes videos. He, in fact, he made a Voom video. He used to be in Voom. Um, and he's an all-round nice person. He videoed uh, him and a crew, Stu Kowalski, and another, uh, another one person or two people went on tour with King Loser, filmed the whole thing, and there is going to be a film coming out. And once again... Uh, uh, I, you know, I can't wait for that. That's going to be really fantastic. And also, Andy did that skateboarding film. Well, yeah, it was, it was really, really popular too. Yeah. Um, Andy, you also... Oh, he was. New Zealand champion skateboarder, like at the age of 10, 11. Like there's photos of him, you know, with this little kid sort of like meeting Rob Muldoon. That's right. <laughs> he apparently, he sort of like Rob bent down and said, so you're a skateboarding champ, aren't you? And he went, oh, piss off, you fat pig. Because he was like a little 10-year-old <laughs> skateboarding punk. Piss off, you fat pig. Oh, okay, well, just take the photo and I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Celia Mancini was also a skateboarding yeah, champ. Yeah, she was. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was. She, she was uh, really good, you know. She's famous for a number of things. She also started like one of the very early 1980s Vespa clubs in Auckland. When Before she ended up moving down south, she was uh, in Auckland. She grew up in Auckland. But this song, um, this song I'm basically sending out to Andy Moore, who's probably not listening because he's probably out busy shooting something or editing the King Loser film. But here you go. This is The Beach Boys, but a very rare 45, 7-inch single version of one of their songs. If we were older Then we wouldn't have to wait so long And wouldn't it be nice to live together In the kind of world where we belong You know it's gonna make it that much better When we can say goodnight and stay together Happy times together we've been spending I wish that every kiss was never ending But wouldn't it be nice Maybe if we think and wish and hope and pray it might come true Run, run, win Baby, then there wouldn't be a single thing we couldn't Oh, we could be happy, and then we'd be happy, and then we'd be happy. 
You know it seems the more we talk about it It only makes it worse to live without it But let's talk about it Wouldn't it be their latest single believe it or not they've um peter jeffries and chris matthews 
these days uh, are playing as this kind of punishment. They did a show last month at the uh, Golden Dawn. That's right. And that was released at that show. Um, you may have picked up a copy if you uh, were into that sort of thing. So how are you guys feeling out there? You want more legendary uh, late 70s, early 80s Kiwi stuff? I'm, I'm keen. <laughs> what? You Everyone out there can't hear you. I'm keen. But like nobody else is saying. Do, do we get emails or anything? Text, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so this guy is uh, still going strong. He lives up from New Lynn. He's another absolute legend. He filed his teeth down so that he looks more sharky. And he used to go on stage and basically pop a little, one of those little pig's blood capsules in his mouth and then all of a sudden he'd be singing with like blood gushing and streaming from his mouth and everyone would be horrified and he'd just keep going and then everyone would think, oh my God, he's going to get to hospital. But no, it was just <laughs> a stage thing. It was really cool. I like I liked his last show he did at, at, at UFO, which was um, as, as a band called Peacemaker. That's right. They were quite different. Yeah. I had a play with him like two years ago, Julian Hansen and I, who Julian, famous from The Spelling Mistakes, and he came over and he had a play with another friend of mine, Tony. And the whole night we thought, oh, awesome, Jed Towner's coming. He's going to have a play with us. He's going to play guitar. He's going to do some really freaky shit, you know, because he specializes in like really freaky soundscapes. And he came and basically opened up a book and we did country covers for the night, which was great because I love country covers. And he was pulling out, you know, Tennessee Ernie Ford, Ernest Tubb, old Hank Williams stuff. And then he left and Julian and I looked at each other and went, did we just spend an evening playing music with Jed Town and all we did was country music covers from the 1950s? <laughs> and I went, yep. It was like, it was hilarious. But this song... Did, didn't he play CCR at our show? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, he did, he's, he's always recording. He's got a little studio and he's, he's played me some recordings that he's been doing over the last four or five years and it's complete departure from stuff that he's known for. This song coming up, of course, he's really well known for. It's What's Going On by Fetus Productions. But he's been recording stuff and it's like 1970s Phil Spector space country. Really, really big sounding, like massive mammoth and really sort of tuneful, but just really deep and just masses of layers. It's hilarious. So, something else to remember is um, Rick from Fetus Productions died last year. Uh, of course, another yeah. Another loss. Yeah, that was sad. But, um, yeah, what's going on? No New Zealand radio show is complete without a DJ playing this song because it's just, it's an absolute, it just sounds amazing even today. It's just a classic.
are drinking beer. That's the sound of a beer opening. Beer's on 45. You no, can change your that. life. It's sickening. Anytime You can change your mind So fine You can feel your soul Anyway You can feel your heart
I think this might be the last one we're playing today. Yep, that's the end of the Beers on 45 for this edition. Oh, I feel bloated. Oh. <laughs> I drank too many beers. Uh, and also, of course, it's uh, important to mention that song, We Lost David Bowie, another massive loss. Uh, that song goes out to Tanya Pira and Lisa Pira, two sisters. I was good friends with Tanya. And Lisa first heard David Bowie when she was 12, when Tanya and I were playing David Bowie on the stereo. And to this day, she is still an absolute David Bowie freak. In fact, she travels the world and lectures on David Bowie in various respects, like she's a real bright spark. Uh, but also, in that band, David Bowie's drummer for many years, Dennis Davis, who is one of my all-time favorite drummers. He's up there with Gary Sullivan and Rob Key and Alan Hay. He died last year as well, about two months after David, who died, I think, around this time in early January, just after his last album got released. So yeah, goodbye David, good, goodbye Dennis, and goodbye to you all. Here's Kane Slide. Well, Kane Slide, luckily Andy Moore is still alive and kicking. Anyway, we'll see you guys. You'll be listening to the Power Rockets Radio Show, Beers on 45. We'll catch you next time. This song's called Tone Down. It's a lathe cut. If it starts, if it ever starts. Those bloody lathe cuts. It doesn't seem to want to go. It's going. It's just got a real long running through. Here we go. Here we go. See you next time. I think it's too slow, but it's speeded up. That sounds more like it. Yeah.